Al. Yes, that's me. I want to take you back to 2017. Oh, please don't take me back to 2017. That was well, a very bad year for me. Too bad we're going back. It's a really bad year for me. We got to do some time traveling. Oh, God. Because uh, we've kind of... I know you wanted to talk about this game and all, but uh, we've already kind of done an episode on it. You've done an episode on it. Yeah, so I don't mean I, I mean what else are we going to talk about? I've already talked about everything there is to talk about with this game, so Have you? I mean, I feel like I did. Too bad. Now you get my perspective too. 4 years ago, January 7th, 2017, episode number 4, Steins Gate 0 is what we talked or what I talked about then. Uh it was before we we were doing episodes on the rig. Oh, actually, I know why I wasn't there. Why were you not there? Because January 1st, 2017 was when Dad had a stroke. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. But also, again, we were not doing re episodes regularly at that point yet. Right. We were we were about to get there, mm -hmm. but we weren't there yet. Ten days later, we basically kicked off doing things weekly. Yep. We talked about that, switch, that initial Switch launch presentation, and then we just snowballed from there. Never quit. Well, actually... You didn't join up for a little bit, so like, it was like a little bit after. I think you did fully. I think we did a couple episodes, and I still did another one afterwards. Maybe, yeah, I did another solo one in like February, and then after that is when we started just full time. Cool. We went and we went ham. Uh, but yeah, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the season. Let me check up OVA's podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen, Lady M. Hello. And 177 episodes later, this is episode 181, we're going to talk about Steins Gate Zero again. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> I played it. You finally played it. I did. Because recently we talked about Steins Gate, the original game, and... You got around to purchasing Steins Gate Zero. It was on sale. It was on sale, so of course. And you were also like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to play Elite. No, I did not want to play Elite. So why why wait for that when I could just play this? Play. Yeah. You finally played this. I played this. Uh, if you have heard the other episode or not, I played this back when it originally came out in 2016 on the PlayStation Vita. Yay. Hashtag Vita never die. Never die. So that's how long it's been for me. And I have not really played it since. I watched it a little bit of the anime, but I never finished that. So you are going to be much more familiar with what happened. I remember like basics kind of of the story. Like I remember some plot points and everything. Um, But yeah, you're going to be a little bit more familiar with the overall kind of stuff that happens throughout the story than what I would be at the moment. Yeah. Let me let me ask you something before we dive into the game itself. Mm -hmm. One of the key things that I took away from this game mm -hmm. was I wasn't really sure it needed to be made. I could agree with that. Because like I don't know how much of it it really adds to the full story, knowing like how we get to how we get from basically the bad end of Steins Gate original where he does not save Makase and everything. And then we get to we see the formation of the the video he gets at the true ending. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know how much of that really like adds or even necessarily detracts from just the overall story. Like it's not I don't know how much of it's really needed per se. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm kind of in agreement with you on this. Um, like I I enjoyed a lot of this that I enjoyed um, like getting to be with these characters again. Mm -hmm. But um, did it actually do a whole lot? And the answer on that is no. It's the one thing where it's like, it's very weird because this is not, this isn't necessarily a sequel. Mm -hmm. It's a sequel to a bad end. Right. Which I guess in some way does take place canonically. But again, it's not a sequel to like the true ending of Steins Gate or anything like that. So like, it's just like, here's a what if scenario of what would have happened if this happened instead. Well, I mean, it, it, it did happen, and so... Yeah, true. And it reminds me a bit in the sense of, um, which I would not argue that this game shouldn't have been made, but um, Shadow Hearts Covenant did the same thing, that it mm -hmm. canonically takes place after the bad end. 
but I but I feel like that's more of a that feels more in line of like an actual sequel than yeah I agree what this does I agree and uh, I mean some of it's kind of like retcon and all that uh-huh. so yeah I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that because that was basically my takeaway from this was that like when I finished playing it I was just like I mean this was fine and all but like was it truly needed yeah no i mean that that's my general gist on it as well is that like again i enjoyed a lot of the interactions like getting to be with these characters again and seeing some character development Mm -hmm. um but by the end of it especially like after i got the actual truant and i'm like okay it just ends (laughs) yeah it just ends and i'm like um Hmm. all right like what what did this actually do yeah um I think I think there are good moments in this game that like yes, or even like in the anime adaptation as well that you were able to see like specific moments that like Okabe goes through and specifically like you know how he's been dealing with everything and how much that's like changed him and like how much how much uh like mental health problems he's been going through just from the events of that summer and like what he's basically had to go through and deal with and how that's like altered his relationships with his friends and everything and how he's basically just like completely done a like an overhaul on his entire personality and person Mm -hmm. um like all of that i think is very fascinating and there are very specific moments that this in like the game and the anime that they do exceptionally well i agree um but yeah it's kind of as an overall package i think it's kind of weird yeah, um, and there are two characters in it that I'm like, ultimately, why do you guys exist? Like, one of them, I'm well, there are a few characters, something like that, but uh, one of them, I enjoyed her presence, but she's really have to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, I'm just like, why are you here, honestly? Like, who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> um, and there were some that I was like, all right, cool. Like, that's that's who you're supposed to be. I get it. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like, the strength in this game really is, like, how, how he is dealing with the aftermath of time travel, failing, etc. Mm-hmm. Like, this is very much the fall and rise of Okabe. Yeah. Um, and the fall is very much a fall. Yeah, and... <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting as, um, I guess, for transparency's sake, as someone who, like, has post-traumatic stress disorder and as somebody who deals with, like, anxiety and depression issues, um, like, a lot of what they do with him here, I'm like, all right, yeah, that feels real spot on. It's sometimes, like, uncomfortably to the point mm-hmm. of being spot on of, like, oh, oh, I feel what he's feeling right now and I don't like it. I mean, when I wrote, there was a specific piece I wrote about the anime, mm-hmm. Which a, I read a very like a, a specific episode in particular. Like, I basically asked you a bunch of like questions about mental health of like, is would this be the right terminology to use? Is this the right kind of like um, issues that like he would be going through and all that sort of stuff? Like, you were basically like my key go-to person to like ask like all those kinds of questions and get like that kind of information to to really kind of like bolster that piece and make it, you know, how it basically became. It's a really good piece. I, I went back and read it, like now that I actually have context, and I was like, all right, this actually is really, really good. Like I liked it already when I edited it, but I didn't have any context whatsoever on what was going on. Which is surprising because so, that's like the second piece I wrote for Crunchy. So like yeah, I probably would look back at really, it and be like, oh God, this is terrible. No, I really liked it. And um. <laughs> Like, one of the things that is a very minor detail, but um, I I relate very much and I can understand the reliance on it, um, is that it's mentioned in the dialogue a few times and in the anime it's shown a few times. He has a pillbox that he keeps with him Mm -hmm. that has, like, his panic attack medicine, essentially. Um, And I keep a little twisty capsule thing on my keys that has mine um and like if i don't have my keys with me i'll take a different container put some in there because i have to have it with me or else i will like 
have different types of anxiety of not having that. Right. Um, but his, like, he always has it with him. It's really interesting. Um, but also the fact that he actually can't tell anybody why he's so messed up right now. Like, he can't, he can't say that he was time traveling and he can't say that he accidentally killed the girl that he was in love with and all that. He can't say that because they're going to think that he's a crazy person mm -hmm. and like commit him. I think they, they're, they handle like the mental health aspects of this game in a way that like, and, and it's almost surprising mm -hmm. because like they handle it with such like a, a deftness and a, a level of care that, is very hard to, to, to do, I think. And it, you could have easily made this into, like, more, like, of, of a bad comedy or something like that, where, like, right. it's the butt of the joke or something similar to that. But instead, like, they're like, no, we are going to take this very seriously and show you, like, just the ways that this can completely change and harm a person. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, even the fact that, like, for the first, like, at least third of the game, he refuses to go back to the lab. Mm -hmm. Like he associates that location. Well, and the, the radio building too, like yeah. just to go to those because he associates them with like negative feelings and he will freak out if he goes to them. Mm -hmm. And so even though like his friends are at the lab and are very supportive of him and really want him to be okay, he cannot go there until he's actually like, kind of forced to be there yeah it's it's really intense and um i think that it's probably the most well done thing about this game and again the anime that goes along with it is how they treat him and how they make sure that you know that like this had a significant impact on him and it's going to affect his decision making and it's, it's it's a very serious situation it's not like oh this is just a new character he's or a new persona he's come up with like no this no. is this is incredibly serious this isn't a joke like this is very real no i mean it really feels like he um he kind of broke a bit and mm -hmm. you know one of the things that he says is like I'm trying to be normal. I'm trying to go to school. I'm trying mm -hmm. to make friends. I go out to drink with my friends. I go on these group dates. I'm trying to be normal. And he says several times, like, I'm trying to be normal. Yeah. And so he's, like, clinging to that idea of normalcy to try and, like, make him feel better, make him feel like an actual person again. Um even though it's not anything that he's really actually interested in. Like he's interested in the classes, but he's not really interested in the group dates or the drinking or anything. He doesn't really care, but mm -hmm. he's trying to feel something positive. It's, and it's that's a, amazing. Yeah. Like it's a very wild just character arc when you consider like what he did, what he is in the, in the original game mm -hmm. to how he gets to this point. Like it's so wild. It really is. And, um, I mean, I really have to give them credit on how he's written um, because it's it's not an easy thing to portray and they did it quite well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, makes you wonder, like, if somebody on the writing team actually has some kind of experience. Like, obviously not the kind of experience that he has, but with, like... I, the I, you'd have to. I would think so. You'd have to or you'd have to, like, know someone who's going through that kind of stuff. Like you did with me. And make them me, be, like, like an advisor or something like that. Yeah, it's like... You, you you would not be able to write the way that they write his character if you did not have experience with that kind of thing. I, thought. I, I do not think. Like, you can just come with so. that with an, on a whim. Um, And, like, one of the most striking moments to me comes pretty early. Um, like, one of the first scenes that um, he's in is he, he goes to, like, a therapy session. They're trying to do, like, a hypnosis-type mm -hmm. treatment on him. Yeah. And they're talking to him and he says, like, the color is red. And they're saying, like, well, who is this person? Is it someone you love? And, like, he, he kind of freaks out and they break him out of it. But then, like, as soon as he goes downstairs, um, he sees Mayuri and he's like, oh, hey, everything's fine. That went great. Thanks for recommending it for me. Like, I, I'm really glad that you did that. And so he's, like, really putting on this. This like, facade. Yeah, this facade, because he doesn't want it to affect her the way that it's affecting him. Like, he mm -hmm. doesn't want to hurt her because of how he feels. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so that is a very different version of this character than what we got before. That like he's, for one, cognizant of how people are going to react to him, but also cognizant to like, I am really messed up right now. And if I let anybody know that, like it's it's going to really affect my relationships even further. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is significant given the fact that like he's in this timeline because he wanted to save her in the first place. Right. Um, so he's trying to like have this positive outlook on like what she's trying to help him with. And even though he's clearly not, it's not working for him. Mm-hmm. Um, just way different. Like he would not have done that in the last game. No. There's no way. Even like after he breaks out a little bit of the the Kioma persona in the first one, like I still don't think he would have done something like that. No, I, I completely agree with you. So, I mean, it, it kind of forces him to grow up, but it also forces him to really be in a bad situation. I mean, yeah. he can't tell anybody. He can't even tell like not all of his friends know what's going on. They, it, nobody knows the full picture except for like Suza. Yeah, Suza is really basically the only, only person he can talk to this about. And the bad thing about that is like she is also she's just mad like, at him. She's mad at him, and also Houndy can like we have to go back and try again. Yeah, we are and running out of time. If we do not do this, we I will be stuck here for good. Like we need to go back and fix things. Yeah. So, like, the one person that he could potentially rely on for, like, understanding won't won't be that person for him because she has one mission and one mission alone. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's, and, I don't think she's the character or the type of person who could basically help him through this. No, she wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, she grew up in, like, a hell World War Three. <laughs> yeah, so, like... She's not equipped to deal with that kind of thing. She's no. equipped to deal with like, I need to take action and I need to take it now or else mm-hmm. I'm going to die. Yeah. And it's like, that's how her brain works. It doesn't have the like sympathetic. She, she is not as this. empathetic as a person would be it, considering her background is I was born and raised in a war-torn country and I can't right. really fathom peaceful times and all that sort of stuff right so i mean it's it's real intense on on several levels here of like what what you have to deal with in this in this game with these characters and like i I will say like even though like i think like we talked about the top like you could kind of take this story or leave it and like Mm -hmm. as a as a general sense it is very much not the kind of sequel story you would basically ever expect, I think, coming off of Steins Gate. No. Which I think, that in, th- in that particular case, like, that is a, a true testament to, like, what they were able to do with this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about her a little bit more, but... um. I think that it's also interesting that they introduce Maho mm-hmm. um, because she's also grieving and grieving in very different ways. Yeah. So to have these two in the same scenarios, basically, and to see how they react and how they're like talking with each other. It's real interesting. Yeah. Um, I still don't know that she was completely necessary in terms of like overarching story, but you know, I mean, I think it, it helps, like, it helps Okabe in the sense that, like, he's he's able to talk to someone. Ish. Yeah, ish. Like, obviously, I think later on, he's able to kind of more open up and be like, hey, here's what really happened. Yeah. But, like, Again, just, ish. just having, like, just someone who, like, knew her. Yeah. And be able to kind of just, like, talk about, like, oh, you know, this is how my interactions with her were. And just have those kind of conversations is, like... It's not necessarily going to completely just be like, oh, he's fixed. But, like, it's a good just, like, first baby step that a person like that would basically kind of need, I think. It's essentially confirmation that she existed. Yeah. 
um, because in everybody else's mind, like they didn't really know her in mm-hmm. this timeline. They didn't know that like who she was, what she did. And so like for him to have Maho who knew her and can confirm like, oh yeah, she does that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. to him, that's a solidification of like, okay, she was real. Um, which I guess brings up like the major one of the major points of this is that there is this Amadeus AI system mm-hmm. um, that Maho and her American professor have built. Um, one of them having uh, Maho's personality and memories, and the other one has uh, Kirisu's um, appearance and memories. And uh, they they eventually sign him on as like a tester to talk to her, mm-hmm. um, which whew. when they when they pulled that up and told him to do that, I'm like, oh, God, please don't do this to this guy. Please don't do this. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, like he's he's very clearly grieving and having issues with her being dead. Um, with them not knowing that he is partially responsible for that. Right. Um, I still can't say, like, he's the one who did it because, like, it, it wasn't really his fault. But um, but he like feels he, responsible. He, he blames himself. Um, and, you know, now there's this AI version of her that, like, talks with him and, like, wants to chat all the time and calls him and they just sit there and talk. And he's like, this is bad. Like. I keep thinking that she is this like she's alive. That's her. It's an AI. I'm like, oh my god, they are going to ruin this boy, <laughs> and they don't even know it. Ah. Um. So two of the like running things throughout um, most of the routes are one, Amadeus, and two, Chrisu's um, hard drive and her laptop. Mm-hmm. Like those are two of the big things that are relevant in almost every single one of these plot lines. Um, Cause yes, there are multiple routes, much like the first one. There's basically, there's like two general routes, two, two major routes and then some yeah. branches off of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we dive into the story fully, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about development and related media. Let's do it. The development section of this Wikipedia page is really not much. It's like, hey, this team got together and wrote it. <laughs> the only thing that's really has anything is like about the music composition, uh, which was done by Takeshi Abo. He says his process for composing the music consisted of him reading the game story to get it to get as full as possible understanding of the setting and character personalities. He considered his first impressions of the game's emotional flow and events to be very important. He would write them down together with the kind of music he would u- he would want to use for each scene and keep them in mind when composing the music. He saw that this approach, while taking longer than if he had just designated or des- yet designated songs to various places in the game, made for higher quality music with a better relation to the game's worldview. I can see that. And then also... uh. As part of the Steinsgate Worldline 2017-2018 project, several pieces of media based on Steinsgate Zero were produced, including a prequel manga by Takahimeno, which is serialized by Katakawa Shoten. Uh, An anime adaptation of the game was premiered on April 11, 2018. Mm -hmm. A novelization of the game by Tatsuya Hamazaki, Steinsgate Zero Solitude of the Mournful Flow, came out on August 1, 2018. A conversation partner application based on Amadeus Kirisu was revealed to be in development in September 2019. That's a thing. Wow. Uh, and then Steinsgate Zero Elite, an updated version of the game, which, like Steinsgate Elite did with Steinsgate adds full animation, was announced at the annual Science Adventure Live event in January 2020. So that's coming out at some point. And basically it's going to be the same thing as Elite, where it's just going to be like, here's a bunch of the, the anime... In place of the original art and stuff. No, the original art is great. <laughs> that's that's one thing that I am very happy about with this was I I very much appreciate the art style in this more than I like the the art style in Elite. Like yeah. 
the anime art is not terrible. It's just the thing I think where you can't really replicate the art style of the game in a traditional week weekly animation. No. So they have to make some compromises here and there. Um, All right, let's uh, let's talk about this here story. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna read from the plot summary from from Wikipedia. You're gonna fill in the gaps here and there about you know more specific stuff. Like, as best as I can. As best you can, just because, like like I said, I have not played this game in four years, so it's been yep. a hot second. Uh, like we've talked about, the game begins during uh, the Steins Gate ending, where Suzuha traveled to August 21st, 2010, using her time machine to get Okobe to prevent a time travel arms race leading to World War Three. To do this, he needs to stop Kurosu's father, Dr. Nakabachi, from killing Kurosu and bring her time travel theories to Russia. Suzuha brings Okabe to the moment of the murder, July 28, 2010, but he accidentally kills Kurosu himself due to the worldwide convergence. Upon returning to the present, Okabe refuses Suzuha's request to try again and develops post-traumatic stress disorder. Amongst other things. Yes. Uh, nearly five months later, Okabe attends Kurosu's co-workers Maho and Leskinen's presentation of their Amadeus system, which uses digitized memories as artificial intelligence avatars. One avatar has been, ba- has been made based on Kurosu. Speaking with them, Okabe becomes a tester for Amadeus, allowing him to communicate with Amadeus Kurosu through his phone. While trying to change Okabe's mind, Suzuha looks for Kagari, who got, separ- who got separated from her when traveling to 1998. Uh, Maho, who has Kurosu's hard drive, wants to access her theories, hoping to be able to save Kurosu, Russia, and other countries. And groups including CERN are all are, uh, groups including CERN are also after the theories. And the world line shifts as they monitor activities surrounding Kurosu's theories and memories. Yeah. So one thing that um, I just want to mention real quick is that during the whole presentation of the Amadeus system. Um, they have the professor speaking English and then having Maho like translate. Correct. Um, and that was actually a pretty clever thing that they actually had. Like it wasn't perfect English because it was obviously like a Japanese person speaking English. Um, but it was a nice touch that they actually vocalized him speaking all the English lines and then her having to translate it. Right. And um, another thing that I actually liked about it is that they weren't one for one. Mm-hmm. like that's one thing that when you're like in the moment translating it's not always going to be like the exact wording no no and no. so like he would say something in english and she just like uh okay this is what he said and like that was really a nice touch that they actually took the time to like record those lines but also make it so that they're not exact so it felt more like realistic right um also Okabe uh, stood up and objectioned in <laughs> the did. middle of it, and um, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Phoenix Wright!" Did you have you watched the dub of the anime? Um, I have seen parts of the dub now, but I haven't watched the whole thing. No, like, have you seen this particular scene in the dub? Uh, I may have. Because I was curious how they would have done it there. Because I think in the 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 Japanese version, obviously, I think they kind of just do the same thing as the game where he speaks English and Maho translates. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how they would have done it in the English dub. That's a good question. Like just have him speak a different language. I mean, what would he speak though? Like that's, he's yeah, that's a good question. He he's from an American university, right? <laughs> Although his name to me sounds Russian. Mm-hmm. Like there's parts of his name. I think his name's like Alexei. Yeah. Like that's that's a pretty or Alexis. Sorry. Uh, I don't know what what is Leskinen. What what is that? What is that origin? I don't Let's know. Let's do some it up. real live googling. Well, it's just going to tell us about the character from Science Gate. There's a Finnish hockey player with the same last name. So Finnish. Huh. So probably some Eastern European kind of name. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, so Eastern European is... It's about what you, you'd think. Yeah. Um, also, I love it continues to mention how huge he is, <laughs> um, which they actually demonstrate with the, the art, like his art... I, I, I'm trying to think of what the word is I'm looking for. Uh, but like... He's always much bigger on the screen than everybody else. Even like he's, when he's like close up to you, he's much bigger. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that was well done. I was like, okay, cool. Like you're trying to actually demonstrate to me that he is a large man. Um, but also he's just like referred to as a football player and stuff multiple <laughs> times. And then Maho's a gremlin. And I'm like, there is no professor that I know that could be compared to a football player. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maho is a gremlin and I appreciate that about her. Um, I, you know, relate to gremlin characters quite a bit. Um, and this is also probably the only game that I will ever get that references Amadeus, the like film, which is great. Um, was not expecting that. But yeah, Maho is a very interesting character in the sense that like, one, she's hilariously tiny um, and always has to like, tell people that she's an adult I'm like girl I get that I get that so hard there's like a part that I sent you a, a picture because like her and uh Okabe are like at a cafe and her feet are dangling from the mm -hmm. chair I was like I know that feel <laughs> sucks um always having to tell people that you are an adult woman and also like dealing with things that are stupid like you can't reach the floor they're they're not as easy as you would think Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she's introduced as like, this is another like girl genius type character. She's a bit older than everybody else. Um, I think she's like 21. She's born in 89. She's like college aged. Yeah. Or like um, later college age, let's just say. Which one thing that was unclear to me is whether or not she actually has a doctorate. Because some people referred to her as doctor and some people didn't is kind of unclear mm -hmm. anyway um so she realizes pretty early on like oh he knew her mm -hmm. and um so that's part of why he gets chosen to be a tester yeah um so yeah where where, where do we want to go here uh, well, let me continue reading. Okay. The story splits into two major branches, and the one leading to the ending promised renascimento. Sure. Okabe rebuilds the phone wave to help an amnesiac woman identified as Kagari, who, ha who has had Kirisu's memories implanted by someone, which gra gradually overwrites her personality. This inadvertently transports him to 2036 during World War III. Although Okabe has been predetermined to die sometime in 2025, Daru circumvented it by implanting 2011 memory data as Okabe's body was still alive. Inspired by this and determined to advert to this future, Okabe returns to 2010, destroys the hard drive, erases Amadeus, and sends a D-line message to the, pa to part to the past of this branch, telling himself to deceive the world and tie the possibilities. The resulting world line is not shown. Yeah, um, so... This is essentially what, what leads to him um, finding out, like, how to start putting this plan into place. Um, this was kind of an odd... Uh, I, I'll just say it. It's a retcon. Mm -hmm. um, that they're like, oh, yeah, you you definitely died in 2025. They're like, mm, actually, he was just tortured until his body kind of, like, broke or his mind broke but his body was alive and then like Mayuri and Lukako and Ferris like went and took care of his body for all those years and then we just like put all your memories into this little, little brain you got here and he like wanders out naked and sees all the dead bodies and dogs like eating eyeballs and then there's a firefight and at some point Lukako dies and I was real upset about it mm -hmm. um it was it was bizarre, but I think part of the reason that this was important is that um, this is like the first time that he actually sees like, oh, this whole World War Three thing is real. Yeah. Um, because like he's been hearing about it. Sousa has definitely been like drilling it in his brain, like this is gonna happen, but like it's not real until he gets there and it's like, oh god, there are piles of bodies everywhere in this fying. And then, like, he once again gets to uh, hold one of his friends as they lay dying. Um, <laughs> yay. Um, 
but this this essentially gives him like that push of like all right here's one step for figuring out how do we fix this mm-hmm. um and the cool thing about this like to see the world and tie the possibilities um d-line message is that um i finished this side of the story first and then went to the other side right and um when i went to the second side i was in the middle of like regular conversation with some characters and then like i got a message on my phone i pick it up and it's that message i'm like wait what that's right now (laughs) um so that like that was a really cool touch that like as as you're like just doing normal things you get this message and he's just like okay (laughs) and like i had seen what happens i was like oh i know what's happening here but like it just kind of comes in a weird spot in the game. They're like, huh, Mm -hmm. this is where he's going to start planting those seeds. Okay. Interesting. Cause very early on in the other one. Right. Like really early. Basically like there's the scene that starts to split. The very next scene in that split is where you get the text message. Hmm. So, like, you still have multiple sections of that game, like, that branch left before you even could begin to do anything ending-wise. and Right. Um, like, you're in the middle of a conversation with, like, Mary's uh, cosplayer friends when you get it. It's wild. And it says the resulting world line is not shown. What does that mean, really? Basically, what happens with that ending... Oh, okay. Like, you don't see what happens after that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it really doesn't matter, ultimately, what happens after that. Right. Like, the important thing is the message. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, uh, Kagari is introduced in this, mm-hmm. this branch. Who we'll learn more about as we continue forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first major branch has two side branches. In Recursive Mother Goose, Okabe and Mayuri trace the origin of Kagari's only memory, a song they learned Okabe originally sung as a child after Mayuri's grandmother's death. After <laughs> nearly entire section. After nearly being hit by a truck, Kagari remains, regains memories, including having escaped a facility she was held in at two, in, in 2005. Mayuri intends to time travel Susan Hill to reach Steins Gate, but Kagari takes Mayuri's place as she fears not meeting her in Steins Gate. Uh, in Twin Automata... Maho hides in Ferris's apartment after a kidnapping attempt and befriends Moika. Noticing that someone is trying to steal Amadeus, Luskinen, and Maho go to lock down the data, but they are ambushed by Reyes, who shoots Luskinen and tries to make Maho give her the Amadeus access codes. Maho decides to erase Amadeus rather than give it up, and she is saved when Moika shoots Reyes. When Amadeus Kirisu is being deleted, a Kirisu apparently from another world line takes her perspective. She calls for help and tells Maho that Steins Gate is real and tells Maho her laptop password is related to Mozart's Sonata Number 10. A, a piece by Mozart, yes. That had been the theme for this ending branch. Returning home, Maho figures out Kirsi's password from the ascent and finds her research. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole, like, weird thing about the song was so bizarre because, like, there's a good, like, at least 30 minutes of this game dedicated to, like, figuring out this song. And they're like, oh, hey, how do you know the song? Oh, well, like, Suzuha was singing it. Okay, well, Suzuha, how'd you learn it? Oh, my mom would sing it. Okay, well, uh, what's her name? Yuki, how'd you learn this? Oh, you know, uh, one of my, uh, one of my, uh, my cooking class was singing it. Oh, huh. Do you have the name of that person? Oh, yeah, I emailed with him. Oh, it's Okabe's mom. And then, like, you go and talk to her, and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I learned it because you used to sing it. He's like, I used to sing what? <laughs> what and so the it's so bizarre that it's like all right but he doesn't remember it at all it's a little game of telephone basically yeah and like um they eventually give like a hint at how he learned it but even still like it's one of those situations kind of like the um the pin from the first one of like when did it actually begin mm-hmm. like where where was the starting point of this um but but yeah it, it was a wild situation of like all right nobody knows where this song came from um also um 
this whole like Maho and Moeka thing was wild. Like them becoming friends was not something I expected at all. Especially because like because of the first game I didn't really trust Moeka. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just became like BFF and like became little weird gremlins together, like little <laughs> dirty gremlins in Ferris's apartment. And Ferris's butler's like, "It's the end of the world. I can't deal with this." And like passes out on the carpet because he can't clean the whole thing. <laughs> like, it's wild. Um, and then like the whole thing with uh, with Reyes shooting the doctor. I was like, "Oh, oh no, that's bad." Um, and I had my own little, like, PTSD flashback with her, which was a whole thing, um, that I kind of had a freak out that I told you about. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. that's not even her name. I just, like, implanted that that was her name because the letters are so similar and the first name is the same. It was wild. Um, but yeah, one thing about this ending that was really interesting is the fact that, um, like when we see like Karisu's playful side showing up in the Amadeus version of herself, but then we also get the fact that like somehow there is like that worldline version of her that converges into this and is like, oh by the way, here's all this information and I know what's going on. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> um the uh the payoff with the whole like piano sonata password and all was really not all that cool though. Mm-hmm. Like oh, cool, like, I have your research, and then, like, that's the end of it. Okay. That's it. Great. And then, like, it never came up again, and any of the other ones, everyone's like, we don't know the password. I'm like, oh, okay. Have you heard any classical music lately? <laughs> like, literally part of this whole thing is, like, Amadeus and whatever. Um, so that payoff was a little odd, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there are some real, real good scenes in this with Maho and Moeka and also Ferris and her butler, like made it very, very worth it. But yeah, Professor gets blap blapped. Blap blap. Alrighty. Well, let's talk about the second major branch. Okay. And the second major branch leading to Vega and Altair Okabe stops testing Amadeus. If the promised Renishimento ending was complete first, a D-line message will appear early in the branch with this cryptic message to deceive the world and tie the possibilities, as you said. But its origin is unknown. He and Maho are followed by groups who won Kirisu's theories, and Kirisu's hard drive is destroyed in a skirmish. Daro and Maho secretly rebuild the phone wave in an effort to save, to save Kirisu, but is unable to complete the test due to missing components. Okabe tells him that saving Kirisu means sacrificing Mayuri, which Mayuri, Mayuri overhears. She, de- she decides to travel back in time with Suzuha to convince Okabe in 2010 to save Kirisu after failing his, after failing in his prior attempt. However, Leskinen appears, revealing that he works for the intelligence agency Strategic Focus and intends to steal the time machine. Mayuri and Suzuha attempt to flee in the time machine, but it is hit by a rocket and destroyed. In the aftermath, Okabe discloses the missing components to Daro and Maho to complete the phone wave, thus allowing him to time leap to an earlier part of the day and works and works to ensure Mayuri and Suzuha's successful time travel. Surrounded by Lesk and his men, he declares that he will find a way to Steinsgate. Yeah, so this is the closest one to like our true end, but mm-hmm. um, one thing I guess we should have mentioned is like. We talked a bit about it the last one, how like Kagari is a a pretty big character in this. I don't think she was necessary at all. Yeah. Um, like everything with her felt really forced and odd. Mm-hmm. And like part of the whole thing was, oh, she looks like here's like ish. She's got red hair. Um, <laughs> she has red hair and that's basically it. But um I feel like there could have been a lot more payoff with her and a lot more character building with her and especially like with her relationship with Mary, but it, it was just really bizarre that she was just kind of like there. Right. And then even then like inconsistently there, uh, I didn't care for her all that much mm-hmm. just because there wasn't a lot to her. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I will say that um when Mary like finds out what happened in this like it's heartbreaking 
the way that she reacts when she realizes like, oh my God, like I'm the reason why he's like this, which is not true, but like that's her reaction. And she just like breaks. And that's like the first time we've ever really seen this character have that kind of break. Because mm-hmm. uh, usually she's very, very positive. She's always trying to like, cheer everybody out and be like the bright side of the group and everything and like this is the one moment that we see her just like really be vulnerable mm-hmm. it's fascinating um and even with that vulnerability her whole mindset is i have to fix this i have to make it so that he goes back and he does the right thing i have to do this um which we also don't usually see this level of like Um, I'm blanking on my words today. Like determination? Yeah, determination or like, um, we don't see this level of like, she's going to do this thing and it's the only thing that she, like, she's the only one who can do it. Like it's kind of motivation. And sort yeah, of yeah. Um, it was really fascinating. And the fact that she's like going to Sousa and being like, all right, Let's do this. We have to do this. Come mm-hmm. on. We have to do this. And like proactive is the word that I was looking for. Uh-huh. Um, Cause she actually goes and it's like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is my plan. Um, and the, the thing that's really fascinating about this whole like plot here is that it's apparently taking place during the specific Japanese holiday um, where these two characters um, are married, but they can only see each other like once a year, and it's on that day. Mm-hmm. And she a few times refers to Okabe as that character. Like, this, he is my this, and I forget the name of him, but... Um, I think she realizes at this point, like he, he loves Kurisu, mm-hmm. but I love him. And she says in um, a few times in this, she's like, I love Kiyoma, but I love Okabe more. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I love him more than I think anybody could. And because of that, like, I have to fix this. And so it's like this level of maturity that you don't usually see from her that she's like, you know, I, I realize that we're not going to be together. I get that, but I still have to make sure that he's happy. Right. Um, and I also find it really fascinating that she's specifically saying that she loves like both sides of him. Mm-hmm. Like she loves Kyoma. She loves Okabe. They're both the same person, but um, she wants to like make it clear that like both both versions of him are the ones that she cares for, right? Um, which is cool. I mean, like, I, I can imagine he's kind of hard to be around when he's in full Kioma mode. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know that he he's the one who rescued her, so this is her chance to rescue him. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, they do get like rocket launchered at one point, and. <laughs> One thing about the rocket launcher that's odd is that, like, he specifically says um, when that happens that, like, the rocket launcher exploded and it blew his clothes off. Um, but, but then he, like, runs through back to the lab and, like, nobody mentions the fact that he's naked. Also, the fact that he just ran through, like, Tokyo naked. Like, I understand there's a lot going on at that point, but like there's this naked man running through and then like he just shows up and they're like, oh dude, what's going on? And like no one mentions the fact that he's just dong out. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like that's something Daru would have mentioned. You would think. Um, but no. <laughs> nope. Um But yeah, so they, they decide that they're going to to fix that. Um I think this is also the part where um, there are two different like branches that you can take on here because of the like cycle of whether they succeed or not with the time right. travel. Um, but uh, Kagari 
shows up and is like, I'm going to stop this from happening. And Mayuri gets like grazed by a bullet at one point. And then Kagari goes into like psycho mode and just murders everybody. At one point, like her is shot off and she still keeps murdering people. And um, like, it's terrifying. Even just reading about it, I'm like, oh my God, like that's horrific. She's just like disemboweling people because Mayuri got like grazed by a bullet. Which which to clarify, because the, the synopsis here doesn't really go into much there was like this very like there's a there's a character you, you see constantly that's like all in black and like a black helmet Motorcycle that's like an, jack, an uh, like outfit, an assassin yeah. yes. you see constantly that ends up being kagari mm-hmm. and also kagari is mayuri's daughter yes from the um, future Sarah. and also in <laughs> Sarah, in certain parts um she just somehow had plastic surgery and looks like Suza's mom. And that was very unclear to me. Like, it felt very shoehorned and confusing because in certain routes, she just looks like Kagari. Yeah. And then in other ones, she's like, I got plastic surgery. And also the real Yuki is in Europe doing study abroad and Daru will meet her next year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? What do you mean? What? And she's like, don't let them see my face. Don't let them. I'm like, what? What the f*** is going on? Why Why is this a thing? I don't understand what's happening. Like, what is the point of this? And I, it was never made clear to me what the point of that was. Other than just like, ooh, it's a twist. It's a twist. Um, It does explain the fact that at one point, um, Yuki's like, oh, yeah, I got an arm injury at work. And... um he had at one point suspected that she was the one, like Yuki was the one in the motorcycle outfit. And he's like, oh no, never mind. Like, I'm just paranoid. That's what's happening. But apparently it was. Um, so yeah, that that was a whole thing. And I still think that was a stupid twist. Yeah. Um, but eventually, yeah, because of the, the phone wave, he is able to make sure that they get back in time. But... Um, they don't have enough battery to actually like get Mayuri to Okabe to like make sure that he goes to save um, Kirisu, but then also to get back. Mm-hmm. So they end up getting lost in time, which is the thing. Gotta get back in time. <laughs> um, Oh, I forgot about the whole, like, Maho becomes a freaking, like, agent of chaos here. The very bad end. Is this our next section we're going to talk about? The second, yeah. Yeah. So the second major branch has the side branch, Gehenna Stigma, where Maho is caught eavesdropping on Reyes and Liskinen, hearing that Liskinen thinks Okabe hides information. Liskinen use Ma- uses Maho. She meets Okabe, who tells her about time travel, provided that she does not try to save Kirisu. After he reveals where Suzuha's time machine is, Maho suffocates him. When waking up, he is tortured for information by Liskinen. Wrecked with guilt for betraying Okabe, Maho makes an unsuccessful attempt to save Kirisu in her own way. World War III begins, Daro flees Akihabara to develop the time machine, and Okabe gives up on reaching Stein's Gate. So yeah, bad ending. Yeah, that's that. It's literally called the bad ending in certain um, guides. And I'm like, yeah, that one kind of sucks because he literally just like sits on the roof and gives up. Mm-hmm. Um, which this one, really, the big reveals, I guess, are that the two of, of the doctors were like working together, right? Um, and that they also at some point can use Maho, like they can alter her brain so that she can give information to them um and she's like begging at one point in her head like do not give me the information do not tell me these things because if you tell me that he's gonna know but like he she can't say that mm-hmm. um also the idea of like maho who's like four nine going up and just like choking <laughs> Okabe, it's like wild this little gremlin um so yeah this one's just overall a bad ending Yep, pretty much. Um, so I guess that leads us to the end end, huh? The end end. All right, so the final ending, Milky Way Crossing, only appears after completing the Promised Renaissance and Vega and Altair endings. It is set in 2025 on a world line similar to, but not the same as the one from Vega and Altair. 
Okabe sends a email video to his 2010 counterpart instructing himself how to save Kirisu and cause the world line divergence to Steins Gate, thus setting the events thus setting the events that would play out as the true end route in the previous game. He then leaves in he lives he then leaves in the time machine to find Suzuha and Mayuri and bring them safely back to 2025. So basically, this ending is the game telling you how the video that you receive in the true ending of Steins Gate is made. Yes. And that's literally what it is. Because I was like, oh, yay, I finished this part. And I probably can't, like, get the true ending tonight because I'm going to go to sleep. And then I came back and I was like 15 minutes. I'm like, what? Um, but it's literally, like, Ferris is filming the video. Um, he's explaining what needs to happen. You can see, like, Lukako and... Um, Kagari, for some reason, she's there as an adult. I don't know what's going on, but she's also got, like, seven-year-old Suza with her. Mm -hmm. um, Daru's over there, and, like, Daru lost some weight and got, like, a little bit chiseled jaw. Um, it's like, you got the whole crew there, like, watching him do this and go, like, full Kiyoma mode, and um, then you find out like oh they've made this like prototype time machine here that can detect essentially like the black hole that's used to time travel so that they can find um the time machine that Suza and Mayuri were in mm -hmm. um which takes them back to the like way way past I, f I forget which like BCE it is but there's a scene in the first Steins Gate that like shows it where they're in like this weird like hellscape. Um, but turns out it's just like, you know, the past where people shouldn't have been alive. But um, he's able to save them. It is unclear whether or not he's able to go back with them. Mm -hmm. um, that's not explained. But um, I was reading boards because, yeah, that's a thing that I do. Um, that was like trying to figure out with this one whether or not this was required in order to um have a suzuha who knew what was going on um because the suza who knew that he had to fail once and then like to go back like she would have to know of all the plans because there are multiple plans in play here there's the one of like mary going back and slapping him so that he'll actually have the motivation to go back mm -hmm. then there's the ultimate plan of like we have to make sure that he gets the science gate and like there are all these moving plans here and so there's a question of like is there a plan so that there is the correct Suzuha at that event at the time and the question is is this the version that has to be there is that why he has to go back and rescue her I feel like that would make sense like it she does would, she would be the final piece of like hey we need you. We're going to fill you in on literally everything that is going on, the entire plan of how we're going to fix everything, and then we're going to ship you off, and you're going to go do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so this version that was stuck there would be the version who would know literally everything. Mm -hmm. um, it's not clear, and it's never explained in the game whether that's the case or if he just felt like he had to go rescue them. Um, but... I like the idea better that like she's a, a missing piece of this puzzle. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing about this game is that not everything is really like made clear of why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, like the entirety of like the Kagari plot is like, okay. And like one of the like weird cycle things is that she's apparently the one that taught Okabe the song. Um, you know, it's kind of like chicken or the egg story there. Like, where did he learn this dang song? Um, but yeah, this is one of those situations and the game just ends. Yeah, it just ends. It just ends. Also, it does a weird thing apparently because you played the PS4 version, correct? Yes. Yes. And there is a, like, there's a, like a little final scene afterwards that like is just someone talking and kind of just like going through some stuff. Yep. Um, and for whatever reason, the version you played did not translate that. Nope. While the Vita no version idea. that I have had that translated. So 
I don't understand that because both of those games came out together. Yep. So I don't know why there would be a difference there. Or why I'm... why nearly four years after the fact that hadn't been patched and redone? <laughs> that I don't know because it was like I have no idea what's being said to me right now. I had to go and... back and look at my playthrough on YouTube to see if that was the case of the Vita version. I was like, oh, no, that's that's in English. That's not in Japanese like it was for you. Like, as soon as you, I was like, I don't know what she's saying. You're like, well, time to learn Japanese. <laughs> I was like, ah, like, I felt like it was relevant, which I guess it wasn't really all that relevant. I was just talking, but. Yeah. Um. Still, it was very odd and odd that, like, that has not been fixed. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, I will say that, like, the 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 anime does some interesting things with regards to the, the final end part where. And- Basically, oh, I, like, yes. you I sent you this video. video where like you can you can literally sync up the the episode twenty three, I believe, of Steins Gate and episode twenty three of Steins Gate Zero, and they basically reuse scenes from Stein the original Steins Gate anime into mm-hmm. this to like show um, Okabe going through everything as like he's about to make the, the the final decision to get him to the true ending but then like also in the zero anime you see like the behind the scenes of like the the video being filmed and everything mm-hmm. um but like yeah like they literally like they reuse the same shots and everything they, they tweak some here and there but like you could easily just like line them up perfectly and like they play out the exact same the exact same length and everything it was and, really like, cool and like the only like difference like it's basically at the end when like okabe basically kind of like gets the motivation and everything like it in the original anime goes with that but then the zero anime basically kind of cuts back to the future and like shows everyone kind of like after wrapping up that and talking so like it's it's a very cool little like thing that they did that like you do it's a nice touch you definitely did not have to do that no but like for a series like that like this it totally works it's a really nice touch it's a really good touch um and also, just just because I don't remember how much of it is in the the actual game, like just the episode when Okabe goes into the world line where Kurosu is still alive, and mm-hmm. he meets her and like has to confront like those feelings again and be like, "I'm the one who got you killed," and all this, and like has to like talk the, talk all of that out with her. Yeah. It like that. I like obviously I didn't finish the 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 anime, but like of the the episodes that I saw, like. That episode is like a f- masterclass. Like that episode is so good. I plan to watch um, the right the original anime and the zero anime at some point, like when I have time. Right. Um, I did go watch VA in the movie because mm-hmm. um, apparently I'm just like real into this stuff now. <laughs> um. And I hope that you watch this at some point because uh, I've seen I think I've seen would... the OVA. I just have not seen the movie yet. Okay. Um, and the OVA leads directly into the movie, so. Hmm. Interesting. Um, it's it's real cool how they they do these things. Um. And the way that they deal with like the aftermath of true ending of Steins Gate. Um, in the movie is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's not something I would have thought of. And then, like, when it gets there, I'm like, that makes total sense. Like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> oh, it's it's A+. Plus and I uh, I definitely spent, like, 22 bucks on that Blu-ray. Well, alrighty. It's good to know. Yeah, I, uh, like I said, apparently just got real into Steins Gate. Thank you, buddy. It's my job. It's what I do yep. to people. I'm like, hey, have you heard of this? You should watch it or play it. And, and then like, I'm like, oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's basically how it goes. <laughs> so, yeah, that is, uh, that's, that's Steins Gate Zero in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a wild ride. Does some interesting things. Does some sometimes not so interesting things. But, uh. Overall, it's really great, though. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, as we mentioned, don't know that it 100% needed to happen, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Right. Well, then. Well. <laughs> God. 
that's going to wrap this episode up then, I believe. Yep. So if you'd like more from us, go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool. where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Anime Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. You can also mm-hmm. find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza. I Get access pizza. to unedited versions of the podcast, some early stuff, some bonus stuff, all sorts of stuff. Stuff, stuff, stuff. <laughs> uh, next week, we will be talking about, I don't know, something. We'll figure it out. Yet. Yep. We'll be like, man, it's June. What do we talk about? We'll be like, well, I don't know. June stuff. The fact, that, the fact that it's June. The fact that it's June. That's probably what we'll talk about. There you go. <laughs>